What is it like being a woman in the tech space? Well, my guest today knows quite a bit about that. Cheryl Corris is a design director at WebEx and a mother of two. We talk about her experiences being a woman in the tech space, making sacrifices, screen time, and how to encourage your kids to be more creative. I'm Anthony Franzese. This is the Successful Working Parents Podcast, where we learn from busy working parents how they're able to balance it all and still thrive. Thank you for listening. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents, title pending. My guest today, she is design director at WebEx and mother of two, ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Chorus. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining. We're excited to talk to you today. So usually we just kick off with a quick background on your career, if you'd share that. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a product design director at a global tech company. Uh, I lead a team of almost 20 user experience designers, and we build apps and products for people to get their work done. I started my career as a graphic designer, and I made the pivot into tech almost a little over 10 years ago, which kind of feels wild to say out loud. Uh, I get to talk to people, I get to learn about them, and then make really cool, creative stuff. It's hard and it's fun. Great. And you have two kids, is that right? I do. Yep. Two girls who are seven and four. How do you feel like your background in design has informed the way that you're a parent, if if it has at all? Gosh, I think it has. I want my girls to be creative, whatever that means for them. And so I have always been a creative person, a resourceful person. Uh, we, we do a lot of like STEM and crafting with Amazon boxes and what we can find around the house. So a lot of that, a lot of our hobbies, a lot of our time together is spent making things with our hands, um, mm. which I hope kind of fuels their imagination and maybe what they'll want to do someday. And on the flip side, do you feel like you've approached your career any differently after you became a parent? Absolutely. I think how can you not, right? Like before I became a parent, I mean, I had a career before I was a parent. And like any kind of creative engineer, I brought my problem solving skills and my time management into parenthood. And I I got sort of a a harsh reality check when I thought I had it all figured out, right? Um, I think those skills are important, but they don't translate exactly. And still like almost eight years into parenthood, I am very much learning and experimenting as I go, which is not unlike what I do in my day job. So let's talk a little bit more about that day job. So how are you juggling things once you became a working parent? How did you find the time to to juggle back and forth? Was your return back to work tricky? Like, talk a little bit more about that experience. It's tricky. I think uh, I'm not sure I am juggling it. It's an ebb and a flow. I think every day is different. Uh, I'm trying really hard, especially in this new year, to be a more present parent, especially on the weeknights, right? I log off, I put my phone away, but sometimes I can't do that. And and that's where um, I do miss things and I do travel sometimes and that makes it really hard. So I do have a really supportive partner. I'm grateful for that. I say he's sort of the CEO of our household. Uh, We share the responsibilities of cooking and cleaning. And my kids are now at sort of a magical age where they're learning, you know, everyone has a job in this family to get our household (laughs) to 
run. And so, um, you know, it takes a team effort. Um, It's it's the juggle is a struggle a lot of the times. And I'm not perfect any of the days. I just think some days are kind of better than others. Yeah. So are you working from home or are you going to an office? Yeah, I'm rem- I work remotely, which has its pros and cons. I think as a working parent, we could talk about that too. I travel quite a bit. Um, so there are times where I'm completely gone. Uh, but yeah, day to day for the, I'll say nine to five, although those are very rarely the hours that I work. Uh, I do work uh, here at home, which is really nice. Yeah, I'm remote as well. I feel like it's more positive than negative so mm-hmm. far. I'm curious to hear like some maybe some of the cons that you you found from. I wonder if you okay. So let me know if you have experienced this. Previously, I went to an office and I used that commute as kind of that that bridge between work, where you're on and you're thinking really. It's like sort of that life and then your family life. And I used sometimes would be more than like an hour of commute, and I would listen to a podcast or I would you know scroll mindlessly with nothing to do. But you know, um, I was on a bus, by the way. I wasn't driving (laughs) while I was scrolling, but I would use that as sort of a bridge between the two worlds. And now I just walk downstairs. You know, I can, I can be in a really stressful meeting or really challenging headspace. And then I go downstairs and like, what's for dinner? Where's my backpack? Homework started. So I have found that transition time is kind of non-existent anymore with with my remote work. I'm super grateful that I don't have to commute every day, but I have struggled with how do I bridge the gap between being in one headspace to then being, you know, mom on for all yeah. of the things. Yeah. My wife feels the same way. She likes to like mm-hmm. have that time in between. I only recently even started working at like a station. I used to just work on my couch, mm-hmm. in front, you know, in front of the TV, like where I did it, where I ate, where I ate dinner and did everything else. So it has been nice to have that separation. As a newer parent, it was really nice being remote at first when my wife was off and my daughter was, you know, a baby because I got to kind of be around a bit. Now that we started daycare, we do daycare three days a week. And then two days a week, my mom actually comes in and watches her. And I've actually, that's been a little bit distracting because now I'm back in work mode and we're done with like newborn and parental leave stuff. It's almost easier to have her kind of just not be around for the day. It is. And I think you touched on something that's really important, which I think is it takes a village, whatever that village looks like for you. I was actually living on the West Coast, far away from a lot of family. And three years ago, we moved home here to the East Coast to be closer to parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, all of the sort of support system, because I think this is really hard to do alone. Um, You know, even as a strong family unit, it's hard to do alone. So calling on kind of your, your support system has sort of changed the game for me. I will say I had to move my my office up here to the attic because I had it down sort of where the the hustle and bustle of family life was. And I would find myself sneaking over to my laptop to check a few emails and sort of get into this stuck cycle of like, let me just do a couple things where my, you know, so I had to kind of um, put myself in a space where I could close the door and and not go in there uh, very deliberately if that's sort of where I needed to be. Yeah. Well, you're up in the Boston area, so I assume your attic is, is insulated in some way. Uh, it is, although I am sitting on a space heater as well. So. Okay. That's got to help. Yeah. No, it looks nice. Yeah. Do you feel like you've had to make any sacrifices in your career like once you became a mom or maybe you made some sacrifices on the, on the family side to further your career? I did, of course. I think on both sides. And truly, I wouldn't change anything about the journey thus far. I'm a big... 
I mean, I've said no to travel, to job opportunities, um, things that would relocate my family. And, you know, uh, when I had to prioritize family, I did that and I have no regrets. And on the flip side, when I had to prioritize my career, I, I did that too. Uh, I'm sort of a believer in every decision you make lands you exactly where you need to be. So I wouldn't have changed anything, but absolutely. I mean, um, one of the things that will probably haunt me forever um, is when my daughter was graduating kindergarten, I had an opportunity to go be this keynote speaker, this once in a lifetime opportunity that really did change the trajectory of my career, but I was going to miss out on this really important thing. Uh, I'll say she doesn't even remember that I wasn't there and I made sure my mom was there, my dad was there, my husband was there. Again, I made sure that support system, that village was there, but yeah, I, I missed out on that. And, and I think about that a lot in terms of you know, needing to sacrifice sometimes either for your family or for your career. And it's kind of a harsh, harsh reality that I that I think we face as working parents. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is. It's, I guess it's no judgment, for, please. Like I, no. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's for the best. You, you got it in there before the the, the memories were, were are fully totally. formed. I guess. So yeah, yeah. If it was you know, if it was a middle school graduation, it might be. I probably a never hear the end of it. And and to be fair, I, I will say, you know, a year later. Uh, I said no to some travel opportunity to not miss a dance recital. So I think, again, it's that ebb and the flow. Um, and I think if you're making those decisions with intention and, and some thoughtfulness, like, you know, uh, again, no no regrets on on sort of the, the steps I had to take. How do you make time for yourself amidst all this? This is hard. And I think, again, as a successful working parent, that time for yourself, um, this is something I'm trying to be better at in the new year as well. I think especially, and I don't know if moms feel this more, but like you're the last one on the list, right? You've got your job and you're, again, I'm a people leader. So I'm sort of serving my team. Uh, then I'm serving my family and the dog and, you know, all of these things. So uh, I am definitely working to take better care of myself. So for me, it's things like exercise, right? Like that is uh, 30 minutes of movement is sort of non-negotiable. I have noticed if I don't do that, uh, I'm more stressed. I'm more anxious. I'm less patient. And so I really make sure I'm communicating with my partner and we're making those trade-offs to give each other kind of what we need for that for that self-care. I've also started to sort of work in these moments of, and I'll say luxury, and they're not that luxurious, but sort of work them into little pockets of time. Again, I think as working parents, we are probably the most efficient employees and parents. We're finding these little pockets of time. So I just started kind of ice rolling my face on the couch at night while I'm watching TV. And it's like so luxurious and it's just 10 minutes, but it, it, it feels really luxurious to me. And if I was trying to like carve out 10 extra minutes in my day to do that, I don't know that I would find it, but you know, kind of that multitasking and, and, and making sure that you're prioritizing yourself so you can show up for yourself and for your family as, as sort of the best that you can. I love a good ice. I love a good I ice. I your face, you know? man. That's if, if, if you take nothing away, I think it's that uh, it definitely is is feels indulgent, but it's yeah. so wonderful. We have one of those little stone rollers in the fridge. Every yes. now and then, I'll every now and then I'll give it a quick. I'm telling quick you, it, don't knock it till you try it. It is incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the tech world as a woman. You've been also like you know putting out some content on Instagram as well about that. What has been interesting or unique about that experience for you? It's obviously known as a more of a male dominated field. I'm curious to hear your you know your thoughts and your experiences there. Definitely, I think uh, we do see that shifting a bit um, for many years, especially early in my career, and even sometimes now. I'm the only woman in the room. Uh, I've been on teams where I'm the only 
parent or the only mom. And I think I really struggled with that kind of early on, uh, finding my voice, finding my style, uh, both as a kind of individual contributor as a designer, but then also as a leader. And so over the course of time, I don't know if it's um, tenure or just kind of building up that confidence, I've learned to really embrace that of like, you know what, I build products for people and half of those people are women. So my point of view is valuable and I am worthy of being in this room and contributing to this meeting, to this project. Um, But again, it's not something that I think I'm immune to. Uh, I recently took a new role within my same company last year. And gosh, you have to rebuild that that trust and that partnership with your stakeholders. Uh, and in my case, a lot of them were male, uh, very seasoned, smart, brilliant, technical people. And so I had to really kind of take a step back and like, okay, how do I rebuild this type of trust and partnership and, and collaboration with, with folks as now a parent uh, who's working remotely, right? Not everyone, some folks are in the room together. And that's sort of something I've also kind of worked through as well. Do you think overall it's been more limiting or it's been it's been more of like a, a value to you that you have this unique perspective and being you know a female in that space? I am going to choose to believe that it's a value add. Uh, Again, I want to be able to represent all different types of users using the products that I build. So, you know, part of that is parents and mothers and women. And I think uh, I've done a lot of work around inclusivity and and how to build products that are inclusive for everyone. Uh, And, you know, when we think about kind of the circumstances by which we may need products that are accessible, You know, when I was early in my career, I thought, gosh, well, I'm never going to lose an arm. So why would I have to build an app you can use with one hand? But after having a kid on your hip and shopping bags in your arm, like, actually, I do need to use this app with one hand, right? And so when I think about it in terms of like a, a, a spectrum, like building those types of inclusive products is just better for everyone, not just for people who may require it. As a mother of two girls, I assume you probably think about how they see your career, how you approach it as, as a woman in that space. So I imagine you're, you feel like you're setting a good example for them as well. I do. I hope that I am. Uh, I'm really mindful of this, again, especially as my kids get a little bit older, uh, after school or on snow days, particularly we've had a couple of those this year already. You know, they're up here and they're seeing me present and work. And I've been really mindful of letting them see that. And I want them to see like a badass boss who has a family and who also has a job and who's proud of it and who shows up every day, uh, but that you can also enjoy your downtime and unplug from that. Uh, Again, particularly in technology, I'm not pushing my daughters to go in any direction, but just letting them know that STEM and technology and these fields that once maybe felt so far away, right, are something that you you can go for if, if that's what you want. One thing that's been on my mind a lot as I have a young young child now is like the impact that we have on our kids' psychology, like their development. And, you know, it just it seems sometimes daunting, like you can just really mess it up. Um, and so I'm curious if, you, if that's something that's been on your mind and that's something that you have any thoughts to share. I had this realization with my first, and it's so funny, the moments where you realize, and it was when I was brushing her teeth. I think she might've been like two years old. And I was like, oh my God, you know, everything leading up to that did not hit me as much as like, oh, I'm brushing another person's teeth. Like I am totally (laughs) responsible for everything about you, not just physically, 
but yeah, that you're a good person and that you, you know, are uh, all of the things. And so um, I, that weighs heavily. I, I wonder if we ever get over that. I don't think we do. My parents probably still worry about, about that in many ways. Um, but yeah, it's something I think about quite frequently. And again, that's even more why I'm trying to be a more present parent. The phone down and, and you know, having kind of dedicated family time and not being attached to screens that goes for all of us in the family. And so those types of things I'm even more mindful of because even they notice everything, even when they're little, right? Even before you think they're listening or they're watching, they definitely are. And so I, I try to be really mindful of, you know, body language, physical, as well as the, the words that we use and the tone that we use as well. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, I mean, I already catch myself like, doing stuff on my phone like yeah. while I'm, while I'm around her and, and even though you know she can't say anything about it I think it's probably you know, I think she can tell the difference. Yeah, it's hard and, I, and again I being in tech I embrace technology. I love gadgets and new apps and the latest tech. I love it all and I've always been interested in that and I want my kids to be interested in that as well but you know, it's such a balance of, gosh, you know, even my 8-year-old is like when can I have a phone? And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, a yeah. long time from now, yeah. you know? So it's so kind of, it's fascinating for me as a professional in technology to see that. I want to watch them interact with the iPad because it's fascinating. But at the same time, I'm like, no, wait, it's too much too soon. Uh, it's a really hard balance. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on screen time as, as somebody in the technology I mean, world? I, no regrets. We are a screen time friendly household. I admire folks who can kind of hold off and we did hold off for a while. Um, in, in my house, we do have kind of very limited iPad time, fully monitored by mom and dad. Uh, we actually just uh, subscribed to a couple new learning apps for the year that we decided on as a family. So I, again, uh, maybe I am biased being in technology, but it is something that I think we need to embrace. Yeah. Um, but again, there is a bit of a, a bit of a threshold here. My eight-year-old is not getting a phone anytime sure. soon yeah. uh, as well. Was there like an age cutoff, do you think, like as far like you waited till they were like one or two to let them start interacting with it? Totally. Yeah. So actually, I think it was even later than that. We held off on a long time. And it's so funny. Um, you know, I think we went on a flight when when my oldest um, was maybe three or four. And we got like a, you know, we used the, here, use the old iPad. And she was actually not interested in it. And so it was fascinating, you know, this thing we were holding back and we gave it to her and she was kind of over it in, you know, 10 minutes or so. It didn't buy us the time that we thought we would get. Sure. Um, but again, I, I think, you know, um, holding off as long as you can, but embracing it when you decide as a family that it feels right. I will say we have very um, hard boundaries around we don't use it at restaurants when we should be talking to each other, right? We don't mm. use it in the grocery store when I'm asking my daughter, like, hey, help me pick apples that look good. You know, I don't right, use right. it as a substitute for kind of that face-to-face -face interaction, um, but I do um, embrace it as a learning tool. The restaurant one is tough. Like, you know, you see that sometimes. And yeah. I guess I can't really talk yet because my daughter's not old enough to have that issue, but yeah, I, I, I'm sure I you get it. Like, I, I, yeah, like, and I totally get it. Um, we've decided in our family that, you know, and if we're going out to a restaurant and you're not behaving, we're going to take it to go. We're going to all go as a family, you know, kind of thing. And so I think there are boundaries and sort of nuances that are right for your family. My husband and I are really communicative around what that looks like for, for us. And I think that's been the key to why we're okay with it. 
What else? What other secrets do you have for busy working parents? What else have you found to be part of your success? Again, I mentioned that support system. Um, again, that doesn't have to necessarily be family. That can be friends as well. Uh, when we were on the West Coast, we had friends that were like family. Um, so I, I think sometimes as working parents, we think we need to wear that backpack of a burden and take it all on ourselves. And that will only get you so far or last so long, you will burn out and you may become resentful or exhausted. So I think like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I think that was something I struggled with early on where I thought I had to kind of do it all and juggle it all. Uh, You don't. I think you can say no to things. I do all the time, both at work and personally. Um, And I think the other kind of flip side of that is like, don't be scared of taking on new things, doing new things as a family. I always tell folks, I was really nervous about taking my daughter out in public for like the first six months. I didn't want to take her out of the car seat. I thought that was terrifying oh my gosh, what if she starts screaming in the middle of the restaurant? And so I sort of, you know, I held back. I don't know if you've experienced that. Sure, um, sure. You know, it's scary. Uh, and so then when I had two, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't take them both out at the same time by myself. What if they, you know, go in separate, you know? And so again, like, I think being scared of that early on held me back from experiences. Now I'm like, you know what? We'll figure it out. Let's go. We'll see what happens. What's the worst that's going to happen? We'll pack up and head home. I gotta say, the idea of having a second one just seems real, real daunting. I don't know how you guys do it. It's hard. Again, you did. You didn't probably think how you would do the first, right? And I, yeah. it is exactly all the cliches that people tell you that you are like. I kind of rolled my eyes at. They are true. Where your 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 capacity for both love and uh, sleeplessness maybe <laughs> does grow, and and you do figure it out. Um, you know, one it, to many. I don't think it matters. I think it's that kind of uh, soaking it in. Um, every step because it really does fly by. And that's the other cliche that is unfortunately very true. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, all I ask is that you subscribe. If you're already subscribed, leave a review. It's the best way to help grow the podcast. Now back to the show. All right, we're going to move into the final segment called Cheryl's Advice Corner. So I'm going to ask you for some advice on a few topics. You ready? Yeah. Okay. First question is, what advice would you have for parents that want to encourage more creativity in their kids? Oh, I love this question. As I mentioned, like we're a super creative household. Uh, Again, I would say don't be scared of a mess. We make messes all the time. You can always clean it up. Uh, Use what you have. The 2020 and the years following taught me that you can be real creative with what you have around the house. Uh, So again, we craft with Amazon boxes, with newspaper, you know, anything. Just last week, my four-year-old made an invention out of a paper cup and some straws. So I think that open-ended play is creative. Um, So oftentimes, I think we need to feel really structured in the craft that we do or in the project that we do. But sometimes just throwing a bunch of stuff on the table and letting the kids go at it encourages that imagination and that creativity. Uh, That's what I do now, especially in the weekends when you want to enjoy kind of a warm coffee to yourself. Like, you know, I threw the straws in the paper cups and a roll of tape and they were busy for quite a long time. So encourage that creativity because I think regardless of what career your kids end up going into, like those types of resourcefulness and uh, that engineering mindset will will hopefully serve serve them well. What was the invention? 
Uh, it was, um, she put a stuffed animal in it and it had this kind of whirly bird kind of thing. I was, it was fascinating. It had a propeller. <laughs> for wow. Yeah, it was very cool. Impressive stuff. <laughs> okay. What advice do you have for somebody who's about to be a parent, but still has a career that they want to focus on? Yes. I mentor a lot of women who get really nervous about going on maternity leave, having children, and how that will impact their career. I've also promoted many women while they're on maternity leave. So I think don't be, don't think that it's one or the other. I think you can have both a career and a family. Uh, is it a lot of work? Like, sure. But if you want it, it is possible. I think find a, a company, a team, a project that supports you in that way. Um, Cause I think that's really important as well. I've been really lucky to work at companies that value bringing your whole self to work and a major part of me as a parent. And so I think uh, don't be scared of, um, you know, losing that momentum or that trajectory. I would also say give yourself grace in coming back to work. You're not really the same person in a lot of ways. In many ways you are, but in many ways you're not. And so give yourself that space and that grace to acclimate what it means to be a successful working parent. Uh, and that might look different. And don't beat yourself up over that. I have a lot of uh, teammates and 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 women that I see come back and are frustrated with themselves because they're not at the same capacity they were before they had children. And actually focus on what you can do and now what those skill sets are and double down on that. You'll be more efficient. <laughs> Your problem-solving skills are likely the same, if not better. Um, so I would say if you're kind of coming back or having children and then coming back, um, it, it can be done. Again, it's hard, uh, but it is something that is totally doable and in my perspective, like really worth it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Great question. The best advice I'd ever received was it was my uh, first year working as a UX designer. I had just transitioned from sort of traditional marketing design into technology. It was a large company working with engineers for the first time. And I had a male manager give me feedback. It was probably a bit too uh, personal. Like it was about me as a person, not necessarily constructive and in, in how I work. And I asked my mentor, hey, the, you know, my manager said that I'm, I'm way too nice. And in my mind, like being nice was, was a value add that was, you know, people wanted to work with me. And she looked me right in the eye and she said, you never have to change who you are to be successful. And that has stuck with me forever. So again, when you get that you get feedback or you're feeling like you need to compromise who you are or your values, like you don't. I think, again, that is the strength. Your unique point of view or perspective is is why you're you're there. And so I think uh, you don't have to change who you are to to be successful. Love that. Yeah. What advice would you give to your former self? Oh, gosh. I've thought about this quite a bit. Um in many ways, I would say slow down, just savor the journey. When I think we're, I think when we're early in our career, we are focused on the next big project or the next big promotion. Uh, and I think uh, while I I pride myself on being pretty present along the way, 
I think back to myself 10 years ago and gosh, just take it all in, learn more, um, you know, talk to more people, maybe travel more. Those things get exponentially harder as you have more responsibilities. And so just slow down a little bit more and the promotions will come. The success will come because you're, you work hard. Uh, so just kind of savor that, that early journey because you can never really go back there. All right. Last question. Um, by the time this comes out, I think my daughter will be about seven months old. So what advice do you have for me as the father of a seven-month-old daughter? Oh, you're getting into the sweetest, most fun time where babies are not totally mobile. They're smiling. They're drooling. They're eating. But you can still like put them somewhere and they're not going <laughs> to talk back to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I would tell you the same thing I would tell myself of like, just slow down and soak it all in because it is so cliche, but you don't get that time back. And it really is over in the blink of an eye. And next thing you know, you have a moody preteen who's like asking for a phone. And so uh, I think, again, just just soak it all in, all those baby cuddles and and all of those times where you do put away your phone and live in the moment because, yeah, we, we don't get that time back. Yeah. Appreciate that. I like that yeah. one. All right, Cheryl. Well, this has been a great conversation. Where can people go to connect with you or learn more about you? Anything you want to share? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I am also on Instagram at your mom in tech. Okay, great. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Oh. Uh, Cheryl Kors, ladies and gentlemen. Cheryl, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Anthony. It's been a pleasure. Yay!